Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And Claudia, you are in studio. Oh, I miss the toasty vibes. How's it going over there? It's good. Yes, I came into studio today because today's episode, if you're listening as a podcast, right at the end, we're doing a really hard-hitting interview with Brian Kelly, who's been in the news a lot. I don't know if you guys know, Brian and his company are suing American Airlines. American Airlines is suing them. It's like all this drama, and I kind of just wanted to break it down because it's important for us as consumers to know. Yeah. And then we also had to, like, do Housewives chat, and he did top 10, one of the best Housewives impressions I've ever seen in my life of Noella. Jackie, I was... I couldn't breathe. Like, oh I actually couldn't God. breathe. Oh, my God. I'm sure it's so good. Wow, I can't wait to listen to that. I'm so interested by this American Airlines suit, so I'm excited to watch your interview. Yeah. Because I think it's going to set an interesting precedent, like, whichever way it goes, because these tools, like the, the Point Sky app, which is, like, so fabulous, and you should have all of your information in one place, like, they shouldn't be allowed to take that away. No, totally. And he's just out here fighting for the consumer. And so I just wanted him to have a platform. He's been doing a lot of press, but I want him to like sit down and explain because it's like kind of confusing. Yeah. Um, and I just think we should be informed consumers. And he's just like so funny and great on the podcast. So I figured while I'm in studio, I might as well move things around. And Jackie, we moved our couches so I could sit in front of our neon sign. Underneath our couch, our carpet is bright white. I guess I didn't realize how disgusting this carpet was until we moved the couches. Wow. I mean, it's gross. I, I think we did know. We just didn't want to know. I'm glad there's a there's a piece of it, though, that is still intact. And I just don't know who these airlines think they are these days. I know. Because it's like, you guys need to figure your shit out. And the last thing you should be worried about is Brian Kelly making our lives easier. Totally. And so you, should really- be, you should be interested in making our lives easier as well and not starting stuff with the consumers. So we could be loyal to you. Right, because you, know? you make it really hard these days. So it was a very eye-opening interview. It was really fun. It's at the end of the episode. If you're on YouTube, we recorded it in studio, so it'll be a separate video. So it was just like fun to like sit down and chat. And now that I've, we literally rearranged furniture, so I can do this show from here whenever I want. And I think it looks premium. It looks so premium. I am working out my premiumness. You guys, you're not going to believe this, but my Costco order was canceled. I can't with you. I really can't. But I have, I found another vendor. I don't want to jinx it, so it should be here by our next show, which is Monday, because you are hitting the road tomorrow for the N-Log tour. So Thursday and Friday, there is no regular morning toast, but there will be patreon podcast episodes up we recorded one yesterday dear toasters for the patreon and you guys you really 
you've got you some, don't want to miss it. You've got some questions and quandaries, and we're here to help. We did our you don't best. Don't want to miss it. We really did our best. Sometimes I just feel so unqualified to be giving people advice, especially when they write in and they're like actually going through real like life changes and problems. I'm like. Who the hell am I? No, I feel qualified to give the advice, but it's just, it's so hard to get the full picture from, you know, just a paragraph. So we're working with limited information and we're mm-hmm. doing the best that we can. But uh, I think that, I think we give really good advice. I think we give very like Hamish. Wise. You know, not, nothing radical, just like good. We're ad- not radical girlies. No, just some good sound advice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you'll check that out tomorrow on patreon.com slash morning toast. But in the meantime, while we still have you, we have a great show. So jam-packed. Yes. Vanderpump Rules recap. Fast Five, of course. Interview with Brian Kelly. Um, I actually really enjoyed the Vanderpump Rules reunion last night. Same. Even though I had a lot of problems with some of the logistics, like not really understanding why people were uh, recording from home. And then... Once they were home, they weren't even in the first 30 minutes of the episode. Why? Why? Because I think it would have been annoying to have them, like, chiming in from home. They didn't want it to be a remote reunion again. Um, and I think, what, from what I understood, like, they were sick. And I think they probably didn't know what it was or COVID test pending. Or maybe they just had COVID or were exposed in, like, a very real way. And it just, you know, that goes against COVID protocol. So they had to do it from home. But, yeah, no, not having Lala, like, just on site definitely was a loss for me. I couldn't agree more. Such a loss. But the worse um, the season, the better the reunion. The ergo, it's been a nice reunion so far. I agree. I'm excited to talk about it in the TV recap and just generally just like chill with you, Jax. Like, love to chill. Are you okay? I love to chill. What's wrong? I'm just so excited to chill. Who hurt you? Chill. Are you going to be okay? No, I'm running on overdrive. This has been the busiest week ever. Last Yesterday was the longest day of my life, and I capped it off with my Barnes & Noble book club, which was so fun. Like... Just love talking about myself. Taylor Strecker. <laughs> Taylor Strecker one year later finally read my book and she literally finished it like a minute before the Barnes and Noble thing started. And so she had so many questions. I actually had forgotten like she played an integral role. I didn't name her in the book, but she was uh, the person in my book who told me at my first shows back at Caroline's that like people were planning to protest me doing comedy. And she was like, I can't believe that was me. And she had such a pitch. She was like, should I have not told you that? I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't, this book was not meant to like bring up, you know, skeletons. It's all good. <laughs> oh my God. That's so, I didn't realize that was her. That yeah. seems like such a long time ago. I know. And I'm, I'm so glad and jealous of her that she had the experience of reading the book for the first time most recently. She said, she's so funny. She's such a grandma. She was like, I listened to the book on tape. Is that okay? I'm like, the book on tape? Oh, the audible. Oh, yeah, the audiobook. Um, and I'm like, yeah, girl, that's fine. I worked super hard on the audiobook. Check it out. A lot of the redheads in the Redheads Facebook group ask the question constantly, does it count if you, that you've read a book yes. if it's an audiobook? 1,000% yes. 100%. 100%. Don't, don't let, let them forget. forget. Like, you guys, you need to give yourself some credit. You got to the moral of the story. You read the book. A hundred. It totally counts, like, in my mind. And anyone who says otherwise is just, like, a snob. Yeah, for real. Next, they'll be saying reading on Kindle doesn't count. Oh, please. Nuts. I actually finished Nuts. my book last night, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, by Lori Gottlieb. And it was no Good Morning Monster. And mm. um, Did I, you see that Lauren Bostic and Dear Media are turning Good Morning Monster into, like, a scripted podcast? Yes, I did. It's gonna, That's going to be so good with Option for TV, which is going to be so good. You know what's so cool about Lauren and Michael? Like, they told us they were, like, trying to do that, and they actually did it. You yeah. Know? No, they... People say stuff all the time. They get stuff done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, it was a busy day, and 
we're going into an even busier weekend with my shows. I'm really excited. So that's why I was just acting all weird. I'm like, I, I might be short-circuiting. Okay, let us know. Keep us posted on your circuits. and Will do. We're here for you. And this is a safe space where you can act as erratic as you want, really. Yeah. I just want to just make sure, check in with you, that like you are okay. Currently, yes. I saw check you drinking later. a soda, and it's like a little – maybe that's the reason – well, we have that's possible, but we haven't been in the studio in literally two months because of COVID. So there aren't many drinks. It was either this or a spritz. And so I thought this was more responsible. Use code toast at spritzsociety.com. Oh my God. She's imagine if you start drinking. I guess that's when you'll know. Like if you ever that's the line. Like if you're ever drinking on this show. But I don't know, as we keep doing it later and later, the line starts to blur. Agreed. <laughs> Oh, also, for um, I keep forgetting to mention this, and Ben is going to kill me. For anyone coming to my show at Parks, I want to let you know, we will be selling spritz, and there's going to be, like, so many spritz activations. So get there early. It's going to be really fun. Ben has been working on a lot of stuff, and it's my first show that's going to be selling spritz, so I'm really excited. That's going to be such a premium experience for the consumer. Also, if you've not yet tried spritz, you're feeling trepidatious, like, what a great way to try it. And also, what a great buzz to have while you enjoy the N-Log tour. While you enjoy the N-Log tour immensely. Immensely. When do you leave for this N-Log? Tomorrow morning. Okay, cool. Well, we'll bid you adieu, bon voyage. And I think without further ado... Well, you know what's so funny? Bid you adieu. Do you know that um, I somehow ended up on Wordle Talk, where people just like discuss tips and tricks for doing Wordle? Okay. And something really smart that people do is they... Do you have, like, a go-to word that you always guess first? I have, like, one or two, yeah. So I guess, like, statistically, a really helpful word to use is ado because it uses four to five vowels. So you know immediately which vowels are in it and which are not. That's a really good tip and trick. What is your go-to word? It's either great or price. I don't know why. Mine is ghost. And then, because it has some quirky letters in it, and ST are very popular. And if there's nothing in there that's part of it, then I use the word break. A-K-E or E-A-K? E-A-K, but it would be the same thing. Because it doesn't have any of the same letters as ghost. Got it. Oh, that's so But maybe ado would be accomplishing more. To be honest, like, I just really like the chaotic way that I start. So I'm not going to adapt this ado technology but some people are saying it's like statistically a a helpful way to start i'm sure it is but now it also feels a little like cheating like knowing that agreed so i agree i'm just going back to my ghost spooky vibes will she get the wordle of the day we'll never know (laughs) you didn't get yesterday's wordle no that was the first time i didn't get it i got it on the third try no, wait, sorry. Yesterday, sugar. Yeah, I got it on the third try. The day before oh. yesterday, uh, grassy knoll. Got it. I got grassy knoll on the fourth try, I think. No, you said fifth. It's fine. On the fifth try? Okay. I sent it to you because I was so proud. So I have nothing to yeah. hide. I'm not hiding no, anything. No. I'm just... No, I, I never said you were. In... I never said you were. Okay. Now, without further ado, even though it's the ado that's spelled differently than the word of ado, I believe. Yes, I believe as well. It is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And I got my cards back, y'all, if you're watching on YouTube, so premium, I got my cards back for today's ads. Because today's ad, I wanted to feel peaceful knowing that I'm going to be talking about calm, and I needed my handy-dandy cards. 
So it's the new year, which means we've all got exercise on the brain, but really what you need is to exercise your brain. Resolve to strengthen your mind with a mindful practice, and just like a new gym routine, you may need a little help from a trainer. That's where Calm comes in. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. If you go to calm.com slash toast, you'll get a limited time offer for 40% off Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, and new content is added every week. So you can use Calm for a multitude of things. I obviously use it for sleep, and one of my favorite stories to listen to is, it's like, I don't know who it is, but it sounds like this really old, wise man talking about the lavender fields in Provence, <laughs> and it's just so gorgeous, and I fall asleep to it quite frequently because I have a lot of trouble sleeping, and that's what I use it for, but you could use it for meditation. You could really use it for a lot of things, um, and they do a lot of cool partnerships throughout the year with, like, different celebrities. It's just a great platform, mm-hmm. and it's great to just, it's worth the subscription, you can sleep more, stress less, and live better with Calm. And for listeners of our show, Calm is offering a limited time promotion for 40% off a premium subscription at calm.com slash toast. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash toast for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash toast. Calm.com. You know what? You know in Ted Lasso when they – say a word so much he's like it's starting just to sound like a sound yeah you and garage i know that's also calm yeah but i like com.com slash toast it's great branding com.com slash toast yeah also might i suggest after this episode you do a calm meditation and, and nah. calm the f down today's episode is also brought to you by single drunk female samantha fink is a person in progress and being a person is hard Single Drunk Female is the new Freeform original series now streaming on Hulu from the executive producer of Girls and the executive producer of Russian Doll. Samantha used to get drunk all the time, but now she's getting clean and it's going to get real messy. Fresh out of rehab, Samantha is forced to move back home and live with her mom, who she affectionately calls her smother. She's working at a local grocery store, taking naps in the cereal aisle, and going to meetings. Sam's sobriety is one day at a time, but the days just keep on coming. With her former drinking buddy and newly found friends of the program by her side, Sam is trying to make the most of her second chance. A chance to start over and a chance to be a slightly better person. A chance at love. When you start at rock bottom, the only way to go is up. Check out the new dramedy that is sure to make you laugh, even if sometimes it's just to keep you from crying. Freeform's Single Drunk Female, you can now stream on Hulu. Great. Okay, let's get into the stories. Lots to chat about today. First up, Jenny Wen has been fired from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City amid backlash from controversial social media posts. So Bravo posted a statement yesterday saying Bravo has ceased filming with Jenny Wen and she will no longer be a cast member on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We recognize we failed to take appropriate action once her offensive social media posts were brought to our attention. Moving forward, we will work to improve our processes to ensure we make better informed and more thoughtful casting decisions. Then Jenny posted last night to her Instagram and Twitter that she's going to be speaking out today, speaking her truth and answering questions. That has not happened yet, but TBD on what she will say. And just content warning At the end of the episode, me and Brian do talk about this again. So I want to hear your take, but we did discuss it. Yes. So we saw this this week and we also, I had seen that she was filming with the ladies. So I figured that this was going to be addressed on this next season. They had just filmed the reunion. Otherwise it would have come up at the reunion. And I, I, I don't know why I was really surprised that Bravo 
drop the axe here on her. I feel like it's been a while since we've had one of these like cancellation situations and in all that time like everyone you know would say they're against cancel culture but like this seems like textbook cancel culture to me and I just don't know how productive it is to just like fire her goodbye as opposed to like if she did film with the women they all have a lot to say about this that's true and they could have conversations and actually like leave room for like growth understanding healing but like stuff like this just like cements a divide and a misunderstanding between people and leaves like no opportunity for learning so I just I don't I don't think it I don't think it's that productive to do it this way and if they really wanted I think it could be so much more powerful to just to talk about these things instead especially since the women have really strong opinions about it no I I agree in theory but like I just fucking hate Jenny so like you know what goodbye like she added nothing of value to the show and honestly I don't think she does a really good job of getting her point across when it's about you know, dumb housewives drama. I don't know how good of a job she could have done talking about the political climate and racial issues. No, I, I agree with that. And also, you know, she's not hasn't been my favorite housewife either. So it's not like this huge loss. And I think a lot of people feel that way. They're like, okay, bye, Jenny. Like we didn't care that much right, anyway. To begin with. But it just also made me think about like the way that Bravo handles these things in general and all the different paths that they take in. And what I think in hindsight has been like the best course of action, because like this reminds me of a lot of different things that have happened. First of all, like Leanne being fired from Real Housewives of Dallas. But see, Leanne's situation reminds me most of, of Mary. Mary's and a lot because of they both said egregious things on, on camera, which in my opinion, not that anything is worse or better, because what Jenny posted like about killing protesters, like that's horrible. Yeah. But doesn't it seem like it would be a worse offense if we're just like, if we're categorizing these things, which I guess we are, doesn't it seem like a worse offense to say something derogatory and racist on the show? Yeah. No. And that's why I was actually really supportive, even though I'm super against cancel culture. Like, I actually thought Leanne going, like, was the right move. Yeah, at the time. But then it's like, okay, so let's also talk about what happened with Mary this season and how she offended Jenny and and everyone. the Mexican community. Right. Oh, right. And everyone would have expected that she would be fired after the reunion for those comments because it's really like the same thing as what happened to Leanne but that we Mm -hmm. never got there because she didn't show up to the reunion then we also have like Kristen and Stassi on Vanderpump Mm -hmm. Rules who were fired but then I think and then we also have like Brandy on Real Housewives of Dallas Yes, and I forgot about that. the season where, you know, she's really grappling with the mistake that she made and she has a lot of conversations with Tiffany Moon about the uh, hurt that she caused. And I felt like that, that was, was productive. productive, you know, that's actually a really good point. And even though this past season of Real Housewives of New York City was so painful to watch, I, re- I felt like there were moments when they were having real conversations about things, even though at the time it was just like. No one wants messy. to. It was like messy, and and there was so much other like not enjoyable things about the season. But I felt like they were really like moving the the ball in terms of like understanding each other, and and growing and learning from stuff as opposed to just like shutting people down when they say the wrong thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have to hear what where Jenny stands. Like, it's very possible she said she's going to tell her truth. Like, is she going to come on and stand by what she said, even though she did she already po- release a statement? And she and she apologized. Yeah. I don't know. See, me and Brian were talking about this, too. I think there's – I don't know what the right way to handle it was, but there are definitely two schools of thought here. People are like, get rid of her, or people are like, why don't we hold her accountable on the season and have her, you know, sit face-to-face with, you know, all the women, including women of color, and and justify – like, that's 
punishment. It is that's, like that's no, but that's being held accountable. You know, having to answer for what you've done and to like have conversations about it, as opposed to like just being fired. I don't. I feel like being the word accountable has just become a euphemism for being canceled. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I don't know what the right decision I don't, is. But I don't know what the right decision is. I'm down with the firing because she sucks. <laughs> no, and I like, yes, I'm not going to miss her as a housewife, though you know I'm going to miss Carlin. I know. I know that this whole thing was really tough on you for Carlin. But also, like, I, I take umbrage with Bravo for a number of reasons here. Like, so first of all, back to the Leanne thing. I feel like they waited to see, like, how the audience Reaction. was going to feel about it before they made a decision. And then this season, like, really the exact same thing happened with Mary Cosby. And if Bravo had any scruples, they would have fired her the next day after those comments were made because, like, that's the precedent. So it just feels like they sort of wait around to yes. see what everybody, like, wants them to do. And it doesn't come from a place of, like, they feel this way or they have strong principles. It's just like, oh, well. It's performative. It's, yeah. it's actually the definition of performative. And there's been a lot of critical feedback for Bravo, especially as it pertained to this issue. Like, if you read their comments on the statement on Instagram, people are calling them out, like, hard I agree with you like they there's no they don't have like a template that they follow they just like see what the reaction Willy is and go nilly. With it. yeah it's they're spineless yeah they don't they have no scruples I completely agree also like they go through extensive background checks these women that's how Noella yes. even found out that her husband was in debt it like blew up her entire life like so I, I mean I can't imagine that they saw like they saw these posts and and they hired her or or but how do they you not like to do a, it's messy doing like someone's social media uh history is like the f- textbook First background thing. check these days so i just yeah i don't understand i agree no it's been handled very poorly by bravo and it's it's eliciting different reactions from people but i think overall the message is like okay but what about mary and also a lot of the comments are okay ramona, ramona. Me and Brian were talking about that at the end of the episode. Because, like, you can't bring... That's the thing. It's, like, there's no equal... There's no equality. Like, yeah. not equality, but you know what I mean. Like, they're not handling each situation the same. Yeah, but also, I feel like Ramona messes up a lot on the show and says the wrong thing quite often. It's often, like, very ignorant and offensive and doesn't realize. And she has moments of learning throughout the show. And, like, I, I do feel like from if years ago, like, she is a more understanding sympathetic person I don't know if everyone would agree with you on that but I hear you you know I so I feel like there's like opportunities for the viewers and for the ladies themselves to like learn from these situations and I just I don't know that just like firing her just like that was the ultimately does anything productive or leads toward healing in general we're so divided like let's let's bring people together and have some hard conversations yeah, I think maybe they would have taken that route if Jenny was a housewife worth saving. And that's really, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. I'm sorry. Okay. She was, was not a housewife worth saving. I think she gave, she gave nothing. I think that's a fair assessment, and that could also explain why Ramona sticks around. You know what? Because say what you want about Ramona, she's deeply problematic. She is entertaining. She provides value to a franchise year after year. Say what you want about her, but we're always talking about her. I have not had one thing to say about Jenny this season, except cringe. Yeah, and Carlin. Sure. Yeah, but Carlin's got her sign Saturdays, and she'll be okay. She's going to be fine. Yeah. But Dewey might be, you know, looking for a new sister Right, wife. and then also it's like, so she said last week on the show that she broke her husband's ribs in a fit of anger. 
Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Like that what? That was giving Bronwyn. Like what? Uh, why why are we letting an actual abuser on the show? It was so weird. So again, just like their scruples are all over the place. Agreed. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. She's just so problematic. She has to go. Okay, well she's gone and now they're down to five women. Who knows if they'll bring someone else on? But then also yesterday, Heather and Jen Shaw were spotted like outside Mary's filming. church filming, like looking for Mary. Yeah. Also, Meredith like responded to a tweet because someone was like, you shouldn't even be on the show. Like you don't even like these women and you're always walking away. And she was like, no, like you're right. So like, is she leaving also? Yeah. I don't know. She is above it in my opinion. She is. There Maybe... Maybe they'll bring in some new people. I mean, I think they have to bring in new people now. So we'll see yeah. what happens. But but it's not going to be Jenny. No, but it's also interesting that they're filming while the season is still airing. It feels like a very quick turnaround, does it not? There's just a lot happening. It does, but I also feel like Bravo is needing to, like, make up for lost COVID time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Plus, with everything, like, changing by the day with Jen Shaw, they don't want to miss anything. Right, right, right. Right, because we've totally gotten off track, like, of that storyline. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Are you ready for our next story? I am. I really, really am. Kanye West is sitting down with Jason Lee of Hollywood Unlocked and sharing that he stopped a second sex tape of Kim and Ray J from leaking. The Yeezy designer told Jason Lee that despite his ongoing divorce from Kim, he allegedly did her the ultimate favor and got the tape back. He said, I went and got the laptop from Ray J myself that night. I met this man at the airport, then got on a red eye, came back and delivered it to her at 8 a.m. in the morning. He said that Kim was so relieved at the sight of the laptop that she broke down in tears. He said she cried when she saw it. You know why she cried when she seen it on the laptop? Because it represents how much she's been used. It represents how much people didn't love her and they just saw her as a commodity. A spokesperson for Kim confirmed there was a laptop but denied the existence of any explicit content. They said the computer and hard drive collected were supposed to contain the original video and any unseen footage. After review, there was nothing sexual unseen, only footage on the plane on the way to Mexico and footage at a club and restaurant on the same trip. Kim remains firm in her belief that there is no new second sex tape that exists. After 20 years, she truly wishes to move on from this chapter and focus instead on the positive things she continues to do as a mother, entrepreneur, and advocate for justice reform. Amen. I've really had enough. No, this story gives me a pit... And you know what? It feels very icky to me that Kanye is out doing a podcast. And maybe this wasn't his intention or whatever, but he's out doing a podcast just, like, talking about his ex-wife, the mother of his children's sex tape. Like, seriously, this is, like, the first time where, like, I I actually cannot defend Kanye. Like, I I'm, I'm actually upset. I'm upset, too. I, th- <laughs> I do feel like when he goes on these podcasts, especially, like, long form, he's just talking and he's not yes. like thinking about like you know the what this means and the fact that like after everything that Kim has been through like to bring it back to the sex tape also for you to go out of your way to like rescue her quote unquote and get the tape back only to tell everyone about it mm-hmm. what's the point so I this story just like really um bothers me me too and it just Kim has come so far and I'm sure it really bothers her too and you can tell from this statement they're like they're like Fuck fighting off. back but you know what like kim and i think she's maintained this and i think she'll continue maintaining this philosophy as for as long as she can like she will not say a bad word publicly about kanye but he's making it extremely difficult yeah yeah he's being like super 
Like a dick. I know, just at public these days. Like, he should... Right, the kids, the security guards, they won't let me into Kylie's party, like... Doing the podcasts, like... Come on the toast, Kanye. You have something you want to say? Uh-oh. Could we handle it? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, we could. We could. Um, I... Doesn't bode well. There's a lot... Like, he's just... Every day, it's something new with him Him and Julie. And it's just not a recipe and for I'm success. Over I'm over it. Over it. And I'm... I'm it's feeling inauthentic, to say the it's least. Giving, it's giving inauthenticity. Yeah, it is. So that's that on that. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story, that's brought to you by TurboTax. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Maybe you inherited a condo and are renting it out, or maybe you're paid in crypto and aren't sure how it's taxed. For TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. And luckily, TurboTax Live can match you with the right experts who have experience in your unique situation and can answer all of your tax questions right from your phone or computer. They can even take care of the whole filing process for you. Whether you launched your own startup or are working multiple jobs, juggling multiple incomes, an experienced TurboTax Live expert can help you during the entire filing process or do your taxes for you from start to finish to get you the tax deduction you deserve. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Intuit TurboTax Live. Great. Cardi B is speaking out after being awarded an additional $3 million in a slander lawsuit against a YouTuber. So Cardi B was awarded nearly $3 million in punitive damages and attorney's fees in her lawsuit against YouTuber Tasha Cabe, a.k.a. Tasha K. Jurors ruled on Tuesday that Cabe is responsible for $1 million in punitive damages. Her company was ordered to pay an additional $500,000, and she will have to reimburse Cardi B for the rapper's legal costs, which add up to $1.3 million. Cardi B said in a statement shared with People, after almost four years of repeated libel and slander against me, being able to walk away from this victorious brings me great happiness. I appreciate Judge Ray for conducting a fair and impartial trial. I'm grateful for the jury and their careful deliberation over the past two weeks. I am profoundly grateful for the hard work and support from my legal team. Most importantly, thank you to my family and close friends who held my hand and helped me get the support I needed during this experience. You know, this is really crazy because... I actually love when celebrities win defamation suits because we just live in like a, a a society and we have a legal system that like really doesn't protect public figures from people just saying whatever the fuck they want about them. Um, but I don't know. I feel a little conflicted that like this is about a YouTuber. Do you know what I mean? It's not like sh- it's not like Cardi's suing you know BuzzFeed that has like million. Like I I have to assume this YouTuber does not have three million dollars. Uh, it doesn't say, but it. The remarks um, in the lawsuit filed accused her of making malicious claims against her, such as alleging the rapper was a prostitute, cheated on her husband, used cocaine, and contracted herpes and HPV. She also um, said that when Cardi B was pregnant with her daughter, Culture, it could result in a child born with special needs. Okay, sorry. I totally take back what I said. And though I don't know this YouTuber... um, I'm sure it's like a gossip channel. And I'm sure that she has enough circulation. The fact that this even like reached Cardi B and like really weighed heavily on her. I think it was a source of a lot of like 
sadness and depression for her and she talks about you know like the mental health consequences of being on the internet in general for like you know kids in school and she has Mm -hmm. the means and the resources to fight back against online bullies and that's what she's gonna do so I I think this is a good precedent to set yeah no it's true and it does definitely make you think about like social media personalities as news sources and like where the accountability lies like honestly my first thought when I saw this was like Dumois and yeah you no know? yeah it's like this gray area where you're not a news outlet but you have an enormous platform and sometimes like you're just saying blanket things and and does that include you like could you technically be liable in a defamation lawsuit and I think this sense sets like an interesting legal precedent yeah I don't know how how it works like all the time but uh it's definitely an interesting crossroads you know it's just like a first time thing it also reminds me of like heather mcdonald and the jim what was his name jim Bellino. Bellino. yeah like she and shannon and she actually ended up winning her lawsuit which was like a huge thing for podcasters but it's just like this gray area that we're now in where like podcasts and like this kind of grassroots type of media has just as much influence and as much of a platform as like major news outlets so like are you supposed like are we being held to the same standard? It's just like an interesting conversation. Yeah, it is. And I think that, you know, I, I, these cases are very hard to win. So mm-hmm. for the celebrities, so, you know, there was clearly defamatory. What disgusting thing to, to say. Like, Di- oh my, no wonder, like, it obviously got bothered Cardi. Like, those are horrible things to say. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of justice. Wait, Got my gavel. Justice Ooh. has been served. Nice. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Disney is rethinking Snow White after Peter Dinklage calls out the use of dwarves. It's time. It's time. Yep. So Peter Dinklage was on a podcast, Mark Marin's WTF podcast. And we love to see podcasts making news. He slammed the new Snow White and the Seven Dwarves film, which has been... Um, talked about Rachel Zegler is playing Snow White. Oh, is she? Yes. And he called the use of dwarves fucking backwards. Uh, he was saying, literally, no offense to anyone, but I was a little taken aback when they were very proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Take a step back and look at what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, but then you're still making that fucking backwards story about Seven Dwarves living in a cave together. What the fuck are you doing, man? Have Facts. I Have I done nothing to advance the cause for my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. He said, if you tell the story of Snow White with the most fucked up, cool, or progressive spin on it, let's do it. All in. Then this caused Disney to respond to uh, what he said. They said, to avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original animated film, we are taking a different approach with these seven characters and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. We look forward to sharing more as the film heads into production after a lengthy development period. Honestly, they just really shouldn't, like, be called dwarves because... The story should just, if they change it to, like, the seven campers, you know what I mean? Like, something else. They shouldn't, because dwarves exist in the real world. So putting them, like, in a fantasy is just trivializing it. Like, 
they, I actually have thought for a while how weird it was that like they were called the Seven Dwarves. Like they just have to change it. Like it's not. It's really not a big deal. The storyline doesn't have to change whatsoever. No, but he's saying but the storyline does. Like they're if they are like living in this cave together, like it's just you know a misrepresentation of this community. And I really think that what he says like sums up exactly like the the. How you could look at the script and say we're going to be like, you know, progressive, progressive and then you glaringly miss the most offensive part of it. I agree. And probably the most offensive part of any of the major Disney s- stories. And I think that the movie title, like the movie it, it is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And I don't even know if they were going to, to use that title like for this new one. Like, it's right there in front of your face. Yeah. And they think that they're, like, being inclusive and progressive in other ways when they're just missing, like, what's no, actually it's harmful. It's comical. Yeah. So good for no, him. Peter's- and he's making change. Change is happening. Good. Peter Dinklage is 100% right. And you know what? He is an icon. He's right. Like, has he done nothing? He's so famous. And we're still not getting it. Mm-hmm. He's right. He's totally right. Yeah. So we'll see the changes that they make and what the new movie will look like. I didn't know Rachel Zegler was playing Snow White. Yeah. And this is the one where Gal Gadot is playing Evil Queen. Oh. Pasek and Paul are doing the soundtrack. Oh. Andrew Burnap is in it. Oh, so we need to make it as good as possible because it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like so crazy. They had all these things checked off. You know, we're ready and we're going to make this great movie that everyone's going to love. And they yeah. they missed the mark. The mark. Completely. With Mark Marin. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. And I have a big surprise for everyone. Okay. Okay. It's the final story. It's the final story. I've got a new instrument. Don't be jealous, you vicious wenches. Yeah! And that's magic number. That was beautiful. What instrument is that, Claudia? I'm not sure. It was a gift from Artem, our production coordinator, and it's from Treeworks Handmade in Nashville. I don't know. It's like a tabletop triangle. It's beautiful. I feel like the principal at the at Grace, you know, like Yes. Good morning, Rydell High. Yes. <laughs> Love that. That is some smooth sounds. Mmm. It's really should put that in their app. Such a sweet and thoughtful gift. I'm getting mine today. I'm really excited. I know. I'll lull Bruce to sleep with it. Hey, Bruce, come to heating pad. Bryce on ice. Bryce on ice. Bryce on ice. Bryce on the ice. Amazing. Our fifth and final story, switching gears completely, completely, which you know I love to do. Mm-hmm. Starting in 2024, U.S. students will take the SAT entirely online. I guess that's accurate. I, f- I feel that. The SAT, a college admissions exam long associated with paper and pencil, pencils down, will soon go all digital. Starting in 2023 for international students and 24 for the U.S., the new digital SAT will shrink from three hours to two, include shorter reading passages, and allow oh, students... Nice. 
and allow students to use a calculator on the math sections. You're kidding. Yeah, I mean, at, the, at this point in technology, you can't say you're not always going to have a calculator with you, though I would imagine that this will mean that the math section will be harder. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? Like, I actually feel really jealous. Like, shorter time, doing it from home. Those were some of the worst Sundays of my life. Like, getting up so early, hours and hours of tests and, like, the little snacks you had to eat between, like, I fucking hated taking the SATs. Tests will still take place at school, though. But students will be able to choose between using their own devices, including a tablet tablet or a laptop if they can get one. So it's not from home. It's just digital. It's just digital. Or the school's devices. Okay. But I'm, I feel like what's to stop eventually from being from home? There are all right. these new technology platforms now that, like, where people, like, in college were taking exams and, like, the computer is, like, watching you. And, and you can't open other tabs. And you can't, like, I don't know, and cheat even though, yeah. like, what's to stop you from having something, like, right next to your computer? Having a textbook literally next to your computer. I don't know. Maybe just the honor code? Nah. That's really curious i wouldn't trust the honor code with these kids yeah how you need a 360 camera yeah but i guess if you're on the computer in school there's still a proctor yes of course of course i'm not worried about it for that but when people were doing exams from home even though they they use these like apps that make sure that they're watching you i have something right here next they were definitely cheating like there's no way around it yeah. If, okay, if you took exams in college in, like, the pandemic, what's the were deal? Were cheating and, and how? And if you weren't, were others, were there ways to get it? Or what? Uh, even your phone. Like, you keep your phone. Look, of you can't see my phone right here. Or what systems did they have in place to make sure that you couldn't do that stuff? Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Anyways, yeah. I mean, this seems, like, you know, pretty obvious. But it's also kind of shocking because I feel like the SAT – could have been one of those things it's just like it's a test and it's always going to be it's not like we've done away with pencil and paper in general yeah so especially if they're still going into the school yeah and I do feel like in some situations it's it might be more helpful to be on a computer but like for a reading section reading on a computer is like not really ideal yeah like you have to read your whole passage on the computer yeah but it's nice for when you have to I don't know if they writing section they didn't mention Writing, it, of but course, like, that's what's so helpful. Clickety-clack. You could write your whole essay in literally seven minutes. Yeah. That's probably what also was taking less time. Yes. For the campers. Yes. The manual labor of pen, pen and paper. Yeah. And maybe this will mean you'll get your scores back sooner. Who knows? Maybe. So that's just a big shift, I think. Yeah, me too. No, it's like we're going to be able to tell our kids like, oh, yeah, I took that test. But back in my day, we had to write it. Yeah, we had to fill in the bubble. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're officially old. I guess that's what it means. Yes. Yes, it does. Lesson of know. the day. I wasn't sure, but now I am. <laughs> okay, TV recap. Let's do it. All right, TV recap. Vanderpump Rules reunion part one of only two, which I felt like we didn't – we didn't cover a lot of ground, so mm-hmm. I was, like, surprised that there's only two uh, episodes. And it's- the second part is tonight. It is? Yeah, it's not next week, which is, like, kind of a stunning, beautiful thing. Oh, they're just, like, ending it. Yeah, they're just, like, goodbye, good day, sir. But because they're doing it in this way, I'm, like, very much into it. Maybe they really – maybe they want to start filming, like, fast. Maybe. 
Well, the reunion recap is brought to you by Home Edics. Here's why you got to check them out. They have a whole line of massage products from a massage gun with a built-in hot and cold technology to a massage cushion that lets you lie down or sit up depending on your therapeutic needs to a three-in-one foot massager with vibration so powerful it loosens the muscles in your legs and lower back. So they have a ton of products, whatever you're struggling with, whether it's a sore back, a sore neck. I know pregnancy-wise, Jackie, you've been using their products a lot. Um, their massagers address the pain points from head to toe. I have tried their um, massage cushion, which is a, something, a, a unique experience that I've never experienced ever before, just like laying down on my couch and getting a full body rub down. It's insane. It's so worth it. It's just great to have like products that really target. I have lower back issues because of my enormous breasts. Um, they have an A plus better business bureau rating. So they're a brand you can rely on. They sent us a lot of their products. I literally use that back cushion every day. And if you, if you work out, um, it's a great thing to use right after. It helps you with your recovery so you're not so sore. Whether you're dealing with chronic pain or just looking to help your muscles recover from a workout, we've got good news. Right now, if you go to homedics.com slash toast and use the promo code toast, you'll receive a free portable phone sanitizer when you buy $100 or more in massage products. It's a $60 value at homedics, H-O-M-E-D-I-C-S, dot com slash toast and use the promo code toast for your free portable phone sanitizer within a $100 purchase of a massager. Check it out. Great. So Vanderpump Rules. Okay, so I texted you last night because I was, like, shook at the reunion. James was being so iconic last night. Like, he was just being so funny. Like, when he literally walked out when they were talking about Charlie's food party, like, I couldn't agree more. I'm sorry for what you're going through, but, like, we really don't care. Um, he was being so funny when Raquel was like, um, do you want the ring back right now? He's like, sure. Sure. That's a Bitcoin. That's a Bitcoin. Which is- he was just being really funny. And yeah. he was also being very genuine and earnest. And, and I know it was – I guess I didn't realize that, like, Raquel really broke up with him. Yeah. And that was my biggest takeaway from the evening. Yeah. No, he was being really honest on all counts, and I appreciated it. I agree. When he stormed off because he didn't want to talk about curry and samosas, I was just like, yeah, no, none of us wanted to watch it or either. Mm-hmm. And even when Andy, like, asked Charlie the question, he was like, viewers, you got a lot of positivity about how open you were about your food struggles. Like, can you tell us more about that? Because still, like – I didn't know what they are. Well, also, why was Charlie, like, a full-time cast member? Like, aside from that food thing, she was not involved whatsoever. Well, they just need, like, warm bodies. People. Yeah. yeah. I think that if everybody else had shown up to the reunion... She would have had, like, a I guess if Brock can be there, then she can be there. I'm sorry. Brock was the whole season. Brock is an my animal. least favorite person ever. Oh, and I now, just can't fucking stand And him. now him coming for James, and James is, like, slowly becoming one of my favorite people. Same. I'm just like, no, no, no. No, oh, no, no. no. Um, it was really sad to hear from James and Raquel, but I agree with Tom uh, Schwartz. Like, it takes a lot of courage to make that choice right now and not to, like, let years go by or, you know, you don't want to – disrupt what's comfortable or just uproot your life and I have so much respect for the two of them especially because you would think they're two people who like they're living this LA life they're on the show seemingly fine it's It's not terrible easy for them to stay together so many people are invested in their relationship and instead they're taking the harder path and I have a lot of respect for that also because like not even just in the public eye of dealing with a breakup but like going through a breakup you know, yeah. a lot of people just, like, keep stay or keep going back because it's, like, I don't want to be alone. Did you get the vibe that, like, Raquel might be leaving the show? Yeah, because she was saying, like, she wants to 
work and she doesn't want to like the LA life is not really for good her. for her what's best for her I have so much respect for Raquel Same. the flashbacks the way that she's grown over the years she's like it's a really wonderful thing to witness it's not mm-hmm. something you get to see from people that often because you know no not a lot of people have like all this years of footage of their life but like she really has grown into a wonderful self-assured but still so sweet woman Mm -hmm. and that was lovely to see because I think sometimes reality tv has the opposite effect I agree it was like a beautiful moment yeah um and I I definitely felt like she might not be returning yeah, especially now that Jane, they're not together. It's James is obviously staying on the show. That's even harder on a breakup when, like, you're trying to move away from someone and you, they're in your everyday life. I think that it would be best for her. I'll miss her, shockingly. Yeah, me too. But I think she should go, and she should do the things that she wanted to do with her life, and this was will have just been, like, a fun interim thing that she I did. I also just get the vibe, like, she comes from family money, and, like, she doesn't need the show. Oh, I mean, I... I get the vibe that her family is not at all impressed or interested in her being on the show. I don't think she, like, can not work necessarily. No, but I don't think she needs the show like some of the others kind of need financially. Yeah, and I think some of the others, like, might be a little bit more untethered from their families. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, she can always just, like, go back home, get her degree in what she wanted to do, and get to work. Whereas, like, some – I don't want to, like – some other people like where would they even start if they left the show speaking of financials the whole conversation about the loans and i forgot that lisa had offered to buy them out plus a hundred thousand dollars like i wanted to die and then also seeing their progress which is nothing knowing that they're sinking their mortgages their savings i know sandoval said he like takes care of his family i am heartbroken about schwartz sorry I am heartbroken over Schwartz and Sandys. I think in retrospect, they will think it is the dumbest thing they ever did. I I think Sandoval is responsible for forcing Schwartz into this arrangement, making them like the stupid duo who need to open another restaurant. And I think it is an enormous mistake. I agree. The progress or lack thereof was shocking. It was a joke. A, a joke. And it was interesting to hear Katie say and this has never been the narrative that Sandoval is like not a good easy person to work with like doesn't show Mm -hmm. up doesn't answer stuff like I think when he's in front of you when he's in front of you he's giving you the most 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 but then wherever he is wherever he is when you're not with him he's giving all that to the next person and like there's he's not balanced in his work ethic I found because you would think like between if based on what we saw on the show between Tom Sandoval and Schwartz that like Sandoval does most of the work the work but no. No, I love Katie. And yes, she's obviously biased because Schwartz is her husband. But I do believe she's an extremely accurate historian. Like, I believe her POV for, of things. Yeah, no. And Schwartz is like not, it's not like she's ever said that before or anything close to it. I think she can like see Schwartz for who he is. And he's like yeah. so like goofy and lovable. And so I, I don't think she would say that if it wasn't true because it's so counter to like what you would expect from the two of them. Agreed. I thought they all looked really great. Sheena um, is just awful, like really awful. But I didn't know about her um, birth story, and I actually thought it sounded really similar to Olivia. Yeah. With the preeclampsia, and I actually ha- I had a lot of sympathy for her. Um, but, like, I don't know why. She, she dies on every hill. Like, she can't just, like, really let anything go. Like, even with the TV thing, it was funny. Like, let it go. Oh, my God. It was funny, and – 
it, it was hysterical actually yeah she it was really crazy to watch like her minions turn on her I don't think she ever expected that from Charlie and that's why I'm not like fully out on Charlie because I sometimes she just surprises me in the most I respect it unexpected ways yeah and she has a lot of uh it's true like you you would have thought last season like she was a mini Sheena but like she said I'm not Sheena and oh my she had actually some great one-liners I don't need attention I'm not you yeah <laughs> she was being like kind of funny she was and it was like Sheena's like world was like crumbling around her when even Raquel like couldn't lie for her for Danica and what did Danica what do Danica what did Danica do to Sheena that meant cutting her out from everyone's lives I have no idea. And like, sounds like Danica's really toxic. Sounds like we need her on the show. Sounds like we need her on the show. Yeah, the show needs more juice. toxicity. No, it just like needs more people. And it's, yeah. I don't know where they're going to, and I, I think they realize like nobody wants actually new people, you know? No, they don't. Not unless they come on and like, like Brock, you know, Sheena's man or something like that, or Raquel. When Andy accidentally called Brock Rob. Oh my God. love to see it and you know i i've said it once and i'll say it again i've really been enjoying lisa vanderpump this season i think this new hybrid role she's taken on as like a mentor is so the role she should have been playing for the last couple years instead of fake boss agreed um but so really not a lot happened and that's why i was so surprised it was giving part one of three but it's part one of two yeah i think they're just kind of like getting it over Over with maybe because the season like didn't perform well or something but the more that they're being brusque about it the more interested i am if it were three parts i would be complaining through every part because that would have mean we got even less last night like i'm excited to watch again tonight to put the season behind me and i hope they start filming again but i hope they make um a few changes a few changes have you ever thought about like if they brought back Stassi and Kristen? No, honestly, for me, like it's over. Especially Kristen. Yeah, I guess Kristen like doesn't really fit into it's the because Lisa just like really fucking hates Kristen. Yeah, but Lisa and Stassi, I know are close. Like I guess I could envision a world where Stassi came back, but you know what? I don't think it would work in anyone's best interest. Like it's over. Yeah, or Jackson Brittany. Oh, uh, beyond over. You I mean, know, Brittany maybe, but it was it's weird over. that they even asked about them. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the com- the questions were just like so random. random. Um, but watching Jax like in the flashback like just took me back to another Sorry. time. Say what you want. Jax was an iconic reality star. He was so insane when he was like, "This is my show." Like what? It was sorry. It was so good. I do miss that chaotic, toxic energy. Me too. And I do feel like James has stepped up to the plate. And it's actually a shame because I they never could see eye to eye. But I think that yes. because James has like matured a little bit, and he's less like like now he when he's like pops off, like he's popping off with purpose as opposed to popping like in, off with purpose as opposed to in the past when he just like would go be maybe it's like because of the. Um, no longer drinking he still has his anger issues but like they're not it's not as like distracted and it's very more like you know he knows what he's angry about um and I just feel like Jackson James would get along these days I agree and I would have loved to see them taking the town together yeah and also Jack's not being here has you know paved the way for everyone to see Sandoval for the villain that he is yes and you know what I love to see it Mm mm-hmm so, all right, I guess it's over tonight, and there's no episode tomorrow, but um, we'll talk about it next week. If you're listening as a podcast, don't go anywhere. We've got an interview with Brian Kelly, and if you're watching on YouTube and you want to watch the YouTube, it's just the next video on our channel. Um, 
And that's our last show of the week, you guys, because I'm headed to Philly and D.C. I can't wait to see you guys. I'm very excited to be back on tour. It's going to be so fun. Brian's coming. Counselor's coming. Ben's coming. I heard counselor's coming. Counselor's only coming to parks, but it's going to be a full family affair, and I'm very excited. That's really exciting. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Well, we're going to miss you, but take care of LC. Okay. Be a good little camper. Will do. And we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing hump day. Oh my, we didn't even mention that it was hump day. That's how busy the day was. Have an amazing hump day. Enjoy the rest of your week. We can't wait to see you guys out on the road this weekend. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. And if you're looking for more content from your girlies, head over to patreon.com slash morning toast. If you join Patreon today, there's literally so much content there waiting for you. You could watch to start it right now and be done on Monday when we when we come back with the toast. So patreon.com slash morning toast. Love you dearly. Claude, you want to hit us with a little musical outer lewd? Goodbye. 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 I still need to learn how to use this thing, but... Goodbye, bitch. Goodbye. You need to take lessons. Welcome back to The Morning Toast, you guys. I'm very excited to be sitting down with someone I consider a friend, but today, you're not my friend. Wait, you consider me just a friend? (laughs) Claudia, Claudia, the woman who says you're my best friend, who has more best friends than I've ever met. By the way, that's true. I don't have a lot of best friends. Okay, sorry. Let me start over. Today, I'm seated down with my best friend in the entire world, the person who I would literally give a kidney to. But today, he's not that. He is the subject of international news headlines, and I wanted to get the scoop on what the hell's going on. It is Brian Kelly, the points guy, your favorite toast guest. But today, you're more than that. (laughs) You're always more than that. I'm on the chopping block. You're on the chopping block. Okay, so... I have a lot I want to talk to you about. Obviously, like, we need to just kiki. I also really want to talk to you about Housewives because there's so much drama going on. But before that, like, you have been in the news quite a bit this week and last week. It's just, like, a really uncomfortable place for me to be. I know. I know you're not used to it. I hate the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Um, Attention. Attention, like, really gets to me because I'm actually an introvert. You know what I mean? No, and you're, like, an empath, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's, uh, you know, I knew 2022 would be an explosive year. But, um, you know, getting, getting sued by the world's largest airline wasn't exactly on that mood board that we created. I think we should. We did create a mood board, and that was not on the mood board. But I think we should just talk about it. First of all, what's going on? Second of all, like, can you break it down? If, if someone who doesn't keep up with travel yes. news, like, what's going on? So the biggest thing, you know, at the points guy, you know, points and miles are confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a blessing that there's so many credit cards and bonuses. But, like, no human can actually no. read every post that we write. No. Or, you know, the credit card companies now have bonuses and rotating categories. And the airlines... You know, there actually have been a lot of good things that happened over the pandemic where you can yes. change your flights, but it's so confusing. So we, for years, in-house developed the TPG app, which we launched uh, officially in September, but we've been in beta since last June. And one of the cool things about the app is that you can tell us like what programs you like Delta or now you like United. I'm a United girly now. Sorry, don't at me, Delta. 
Delta never even reached out to me to thank me for being such a great customer. And United And what did has. United what did United do to you United in Houston? United is very grateful for my patronage, and that makes me feel good because when I was in Houston, they literally picked me up at the gate, drove me to the Centurion Lounge, gave me a handwritten card, told me they appreciated my business, and that just is not something I've ever experienced at Delta. So I'm just I'm just putting it out there, like Delta. I'm still open, like I, I can be bought. But Mean, and meanwhile, all my friends, people were traveling with friends. They're like, oh my God, Brian, does this happen to you in every airport? I open up my card from United. It's like, thanks for bringing Claudia over. <laughs> it wasn't even about me. Rude, but we digress. Not, digress. not to make everything okay. about us. Airlines, look, we're all, it's 2022. We want to travel. So the point of the TPG app, it's the only app out there where you can get your net worth in points. Mm -hmm. And everyone that I talk to, when you take your time and you finally connect your accounts, yep. people have tons of value. The whole point of TPG, why I started this, is to get people traveling. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good for the airline business. Of course. So, you know, we approached all the airlines because I actually think, you know, to get younger people into loyalty, it's really difficult. Like, if they're just going to try to get business travelers, like, they need the millennial and Gen Z generation, and yes. we use technology. No, and you're right. Like, they are missing out. Like, right now, the points business is very much like an older person business travel. And, and if, if I had started collecting points when I was like 18, like traveling, you know, during college, I would be much better off now. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and I do think like the Gen Z generation is much more educated on like personal finance. And so long story short, we launched this app and, and uh, it's amazing. I've been using it for months and it, you know, over time, and this is just version one, like there's so many things we want to do with it where basically we learn where you are, where you travel and we can push alert deals to you. So if you live in Detroit oh. and you're trying to go anywhere warm in March, like mm -hmm. we can actually, so, uh, but you know, American came to us and said, you know, we don't want to be a part of this American airlines. American airlines. And we're like, well, you know, you're the world's largest airline. And you know, a lot of our readers have accounts, myself included, I've mm -hmm. been an elite. So like if a consumer says, hey, points guy, we want you to keep track of our account. Fundamentally, we just think it's the consumer's choice. Agreed, it's my data. I you think know. I should decide who And the airlines have gotten away with a lot. They've bullied a lot of companies because a lot of startups will try to do this and then they get cease and desisted mm -hmm. and then they don't have the money because in our legal system, it's really expensive. Yeah. Well, they're messing with the wrong people yes. because, you know, we're a part of Red Ventures, which is a massive Huge. media company. We're pro-consumer. We own sites like Lonely Planet, Healthline, CNET. Like we help consumers make decisions that are best for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I we were creating that, we knew that there might be friction. But, you know, this is what happened. Like but every other airline is on board, correct? Yeah. I mean, no one has ceased and desisted us. Look, a lot of the airlines are like, we love this. We don't have the tech resources right now because we're in a pandemic and we laid off our whole, you know, mm -hmm. IT department. But no one has said, like, you can't do this. Use it. Because the points guy, we literally, we create new loyal customers. And loyal customers, Hello? credit card customers are the most valuable. Mm -hmm. How much did you spend on your Mexico ticket? Literally. Claudia spent more on a flight to Mexico. Brian, shut up. Do not blow up my spot. <laughs> it was the only seat left. Oh, God. It's literally the price of, like, an Asia <laughs> business class ticket. Anywho... So anyway, the app is help consumers. They said, we don't want to be a part of it. We're like, well, we need to do what's best for our consumer. And mm -hmm. if all of a sudden consumer, you can only track one out of 10 airlines, what's the value of that? Yeah. So we're kind of like so all or nothing. So you sued them first. So they cease and desisted us and we kind of countersued saying, no, like the consumers write to their data. And if we want to have that discussion, let's have it. Because a decade ago, the bank, so you know, you, you can, today you can use Mint, mm -hmm. all sorts of financial apps that will pull in all your of your data. financial data mm -hmm. and you can make better decisions. Yep. That's good for consumers, yep. right? We're doing the same thing in travel. And what, but when Mint came in a decade ago, the banks were like, no, due to security, you can't Got do it. it. And Got Mint was it. like, and just like we're saying, if security is your issue, which they're kind of claiming, you can create an API, which is a, yes. and 
American, interestingly, had an API with Award Wallet, which is a, a tracking service. Uh, I know the founder. And they just canceled it in December or over a decade, a mm. secure connection. So this is not about secure connections. No, it's not. So don't let them fool you. So you decided to countersue them after well, they cease and desist. I just think you. there's a little smoking gun here. And I'm Ooh. just going to say maybe it's coincidental, but I'll let you know intelligent consumers see what's going on. So American Airlines is the only airline that expires their members' points. Which is so dumb. If I earn these points, they're mine forever. And the airlines sell these points for billions to credit card companies, so the consumer. And get this, they gave a reprieve over the pandemic, but April 1st of 2022, they're gonna start expiring miles again. And guess what? If you haven't had activity within 18 months, let's do the math. From April 1, right. what's back 18 months? The peak the of the pandemic, yep. when people are worried about their kids going mm -hmm. to school. Like, I'm sorry, not everyone's logging into AA.com <laughs> every day. Like, ooh, Checking what's new? activity. So I'm not saying it's a conspiracy, but why did they block Award Wallet, their partner of 10 years? And why are they telling TPG right before this big date where they're going to get you know, a lot gonna, of money and expired miles And they're like going to piss people off. Because if so. I was an American Airlines customer for a while, and obviously I haven't traveled a lot in the last two, three years, and I find out in April that all my miles yep. are going to get expired, like, I'm going to be pissed. Well, and you may not even find out because if you're not opted into emails, or how often do you read, you Never. know, how many emails do you get from an airline? A thousand. But if the TPG app, which you use every day, push alerts you and says, Claudia, your miles next month are going to expire. Here, five things to do to keep them active today. Yeah. No, we've been talking about your app for so long, how like no brainer it is. Cause I feel like the, what your app is essentially is what I use you for. I'm yeah. like, Brian, I have X miles here, credit card here. What do I do? And you're like, oh my God, I have to talk I, to this I say I minutes. created this app so I can enjoy dinner parties again. Yes. So like not everyone is giving you their whole points profile and you have to like plan a trip Which to like the Maldives for them. One of our friends from, I'm helping one of our friends from San Francisco and Mexico with her points. Oh good. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what you do. And, and I've used the app a million times. It's so good. There's literally no reason why a brand wouldn't want to be on board because at the end of the day, like if I, and that's really what drew me to United is like, I have paid for many, many, like both, like very expensive flights with points because it pays to be loyal. Yeah, you use points to go to Israel. You get your business class. They were insanely expensive. Yep. So I just more, did Rome for $11. Literally. Live flat beds. So this is like, and I think most people, and I've had I have friends at the airlines who are like, we want to do this with you, but like these, these are just such archaic Policy. institutions and, you know, to get anything done at any humongous company. So, um, so yeah, so we're now, so we countersued, basically said, no, mm -hmm. let's take this up. We're both, you know, both of our companies are incorporated in Delaware. Let's like hash it out and let's yeah. see, let's, you know, understand. I, I also just think it's a little egregious that American, so, you know, Delta's actually extended vouchers in 2022. Mm -hmm. American is not like American, you know, they've they been the least customer friendly. Right. They have no mercy on us. Like we've been through a hard time. Like, so on the eve of them expiring, getting back to taking away their miles, members are going to try to sue the points guy. So we just like, you know what? It's enough. Like, let's have the discussion. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, as long as consumers are aware of what's going on, you know, our mission is accomplished. So Yes. So let me ask you a question because I was reading a lot of the comments because I want to see, because for me, it's like a no brainer. What you're doing is you're fighting for people like us who earn our points and just want to keep them and just want to be able to use them and maximize them. But what is the argument against what you're doing? Like what's, what would devil's advocate say? So the devil's advocate would say, well, the, the airlines create these programs and we, they have terms and conditions. Oh. And just like the airlines, when they screw you over with like canceling your flight and they owe you nothing. Yeah. Like some people are just like 
they're like the corporation knows best and what's best for us, right? No, I don't agree with that <laughs> like, at all. Then there's the argument about privacy, you know, uh, security breaches, data. We get it. So we're open. We've got a whole team ready to go tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If America wants to do a secure API connection, yeah. totally get it. We can do that. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, I think they're suing us over trademark infringement. And if you read the lawsuit, it's like we've worked years to build this gorgeous brand. And like mm. if it's seen on the points guy, then it dilutes oh, the brand. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you do some brand research like whose brand is valued more by the consumer yeah and by the way like how dare you that's a great brand association <laughs> the points i know they they said like in the app we had american airlines content meanwhile the content is like how to get the most value what's the best flight Just to, to help seriously it's so dumb don't, don't kill the messenger don't kill messenger and you know every time i get on a delta airlines flight and i see your little logo on the side of the plane i'm so proud so you built a great business i appreciate you fighting for us like if i had a yeah. hundred thousand American Airlines miles that were going to get expired, I would be so furious. Like, so I didn't even know that, first yeah. of all. And that's why I, I don't even think I have an American Airlines account, so I'm not worried about myself. But a lot of people might. Yeah. So if you want to help, just, I would, you know, on social media, if you just want to tag, hey, American Airlines, we, we love the points guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, instead of suing the points guy, like, make your planes better, or, you know? Or, or work with the points guy. Yeah. Like, like so, it's I mean, so I think there's a lot better uses of everyone's energy. Resources. We don't, we're not a litigious company. This might, no. you know, like, I would love nothing more than to just settle this and, you know, yeah. in the end, everyone wins. They get yes. better customers. Customers use their points. More people travel. More people are loyal because they know that it pays off. Everyone can win here. Everyone can win. Now, I can't let you go yet, and I'm going to do a huge shift in content right now, but there is so much going on in the Bravo Housewife universe, and you are, like, my favorite person to giggle and gossip about. So can I get your take on what's going on in the Bravo universe right now? Yes, so the Jenny situation. Let's I think, start with Salt Lake City in general. Obviously, the big news yesterday was Jenny Salt was Lake fired. Karen. Yeah. Salt Lake Karen. Jenny was fired. Yeah. What so, are your thoughts? So, I mean, I saw some of what she posted was very, uh, I mean, it, insensitive doesn't even bring it mm -hmm. up. I mean, she has kind of a Karen mindset. Yes. You know, like where instead of focusing on the root cause of protest, she was like attacking looters. Yeah, and, and then she was like joking about like killing protesters, which is just like not yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, it, it started off with like, okay, you're kind of a Karen, now you're... So, you know, as both um, people who have experienced cancel culture, I'm not, you know, like in the mindset of chop their head off immediately. Right. Um, and I think Bravo's getting heat that they kind of... Didn't. We're silencing the other housewives. Jen Shaw got fired for a day, but now she's back. Yeah, no one was By allowed the way, to say anything. Did you see anything? Jen Shaw and Heather Gay? Someone posted it last. Filming outside oh Mary's church. Yes, I Meanwhile, did. Meanwhile, it's like the most awkward film set. <laughs> Now, we've seen how the sausage gets made. Yes, it's really awkward in person. <laughs> and by the way, New Jersey Housewives is premiering soon, and you and I like might be on an episode. Well, I John Fazula was in, I think, one of the... Uh, and actually, Tim Cush, who was there that night. Oh, they were in the previews? Well, the yeah, episode? you could see them. And Taylor <gasps> Donahue. Oh, my God, I didn't you see You didn't that. know that, yeah. No. Or Where maybe were it was we? a Strecker. Where was were we? At the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm wearing my sleeveless Versace outfit, oh, so I should be great. easy to pick out. Now, let me ask you a question, because there's a lot of conversation yep. now, because of Jenny, like... Where's the same energy for Mary Cosby? Because Mary Cosby yeah. actually said atrocious things on camera. On the show. I know. I agree that multiple, there's... multiple. Like, so it's... Well, and Ramona, let's bring it back to New York. Right. So I've talked to Housewives of New York. I mean, Ramona has done allegedly Egregious. many racist things. Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's interesting. It's like, I get Bravo's point that like these twisted humans, like Vicky Gumvelson was, had many... Beyond. 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 And, you, and, and we only get to see 1% of yes. footage. Like, you know that there is so much Worse. problematic footage. So yeah. I think 
it, it is a slippery slope when you start like putting everyone under a microscope. Right. Um, but Jenny's stuff was pretty. But Jenny also as a housewife was top five, like one of my least favorite oh, who ever think, graced my screen. Um, well, so for well, you that, know, I'm grateful. But I know you're uh, ultra upset about Carlin. Carlin? Oh, Jackie, actually. So Jackie Ashray is Carlin's number one fan. I actually bought a cameo from Carlin before the scandal. I didn't. I don't expect her to fulfill my cameo request now because obviously her you mom's should, you going through it. You should resend it. I did. <laughs> I literally, I've been waiting two weeks for my cameo for Carlin. I thought it would be a great push present for Jackie. I. It's not coming. Like, it's never. <laughs> you got her a Carlin cameo. It's a push present. Well, you still have a little bit of time. No, but like now with everything going on, Carlin's Dewey, not going And be... Dewey is probably the worst housewife. Oh, my God. I just don't even want to know what's going on in their house right now. Like. Do you I, think she, he's finally going to get his sister wife? You know what? Maybe maybe that's what they need. So anyway, I think it's good Jenny's gone. She was bad energy anyway. She was so toxic. Um, and the thing is, like, these storylines, I saw a lot of people were like, oh, have have Jenny on so we can discuss just over the next season. I'm like, these are, like, not that we shouldn't be discussing racial issues, but, like, taking, if you're, like, 50 years old with a twisted mindset, like, you're not going to learn. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> like, no, call I, me a I pessimist. Really, I don't but think we once, need to see that. You know, and... So I actually, I mean, I think Salt Lake is so explosive and good, mm -hmm. but it's actually getting off the rails where it's like these okay. people don't even remotely like each other. They There's no focus. chemistry. And when Lisa Barlow's just like, I, I no longer understand where this has gone. It's true. Like Jen Shaw just unhinged screaming for the sake of screaming. Okay. What do you think about Meredith? Um, you know, I think Meredith needs to like get herself back in the game because the whole disengaging thing like sh that ship has sailed and you know what she disengaged like 11 times during that dinner she left and came back that to the point where like it wasn't even cool i mean i love we, we should like a cat or like, a montage of all the like housewives running away literally but actually it would be hours and hours long of course because every episode someone runs someone away has to go do you think production helps like sets up you have to go get her um yes because you know even though i think it's technically disruptive when someone like gets up and walks away. It's so dramatic and they love to use that footage in a trailer, you know? So I think, I think at the end of the day, they actually really Enough. like it. My, you my, know what they, they need to bring? They should actually Taylor Armstrong, I think lives in the mountains. She should rejoin Salt Lake. She lives in Colorado. Same thing. Same thing. I actually completely agree. I think one of my favorite. Do you think Taylor Armstrong would move to Salt Lake to be a part of that cast? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorite walk-offs in history is when Ramona walked off when they were talking about um, Alex uh, Van, what was her name? McCord. Alex McCord, and Simon Van Cameron's naked photos, and Ramona didn't want to be associated oh with it. They were filming God. at the Russian Tea Room, remember? <laughs> Iconic. Wait, what do you think? Do you think Candace Bushnell is going to join Housewives of New York? Is that what they're saying? Yeah. And then she kind of disputed it in. You know what? I but she's friends with all them, and she's yeah. thirsty. You know what? That's that's actually not a bad call. Yeah. I, it's, I, that, I could see that being the evolution of Candace Bushnell. Yeah. I don't hate she that. She has a house in Sag Harbor. Uh, a has, new show. If she has money, like, I'm down. I don't think she has a lot of money, though. Mm. Like, New York Housewives financially are hanging financially, on Financially, like, I watch Housewives <laughs> for aspirational lifestyles. That's what I always say. I and always say New that. York does not deliver. <laughs> it does not deliver one iota you know of what I miss? Adrian Maloof. I miss I think, her energy. I think about her constantly. <laughs> and Joyce Gerard. I'm going to disagree there. No, but the Joyce Gerard, Carlton, no. Jevia oh, era. Oh, Carlton. That era of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is living rent-free. We didn't rent appreciate free. it when it happened. No, we, we took it not. for granted. Let's talk about OC. What are your thoughts on what's going on, Noella? And what, you know, the travel expert is here. <sighs> is it possible that someone no. can travel to Mexico no. private with a passport card, Wait, not a passport? let me just do a Noella. <laughs> Every time she has a margarita. Yeah. <laughs> it's been 
<laughs> That's really good. That is what she does. Needed that. Oh my god! I'm um, OC, crying. OC's. I like OC this Me season. Too. Last season it was busted. Ooh. Heather Dubrow. I think Heather Dubrow needs to tread a little bit lightly, trying to just be the LV. She's treading an LVP status. To, I mean, like someone. And let's just get back. Shannon Bedore is such a villain, but like she's literally just bringing up a lawsuit that was public knowledge. I know. You know what? Like, and I love it when they're like, "You could have told me directly." The point of filming the that show, show has to do it on camera. It was tasteful for sure, but we needed to know that information. Do you think they should break down the fourth wall more, like they did yes. on Girls Trip? I love the fact that they talk about, especially on Girls Trip, they were talking about like we're on a show, we're famous. I loved that. I don't think it works all the time. Yeah. But I wish sometimes like it's just so obvious and like it's an element in in people's fighting and they can't even acknowledge it, which is just like frustrating because we know we're watching. Girls Trip was really good. I didn't like really it in the good. beginning. Who do you think came out on top of Girls Trip and who do you think came out on bottom? I think Teresa came out really good. Yeah, I think Cynthia Bailey oh, came out on bottom. bottom. Oh, she is terrible. <laughs> she is painful to watch. She has She was having the drama such a of a sixteen year old girl. You didn't wanna Bailey like, Q. And her questions were moronic. <laughs> no, totally. She like I actually really like her on Atlanta. I was surprised she had such a like hard time. I think they all came out pretty good. Yeah. Kyle um, and Melissa were great. Oh wait, I have to I talked to Dorinda about the Bluestone Manor. Oh, when does that come that out? That is gonna be ex- Elusive. When does it come out? Um, we haven't gotten a date yet. We have not gotten a date yet. And it was I filmed at her home. It last July. I think it's coming out this spring. They all stayed at her house for the night. Yeah. No, or for like a week. for multiple nights. Vicky Gumbelson, like Brandy Glanville, Phaedra, Tamra Jill Zarin, Tamra. Wow, that sounds good. Unique. I think Unique. Dorinda and Phaedra formed an alliance, which is not shocking. And I you've actually been to Bluestone Manor. Can you Blue tell Stone us about Manor it? Bluestone Manor is a Gorgeous facility. Gorgeous facility. <laughs> it is kind of like a museum when you walk around. It's like even, it, it's stunning. The grounds are gorgeous. Like she keeps it really nice. Um, she, she, she makes, makes it, it nice. nice. Um, and you're also the proud new owner of a farm. I am. You have horses. I have now four horses, including Ginger Spice. Who's a miniature horse. Miniature horse. And you can follow them on at Carbon Ridge. Oh yeah, follow We're the- We're just uh, starting the social media and I have to do an audit of the account immediately. Yeah. But I will be there this weekend. Yeah, so you can And I will help. be taking content. But I, I, I just, I don't have the time to do it. I don't have the time to no, do my own. No, of course not. So, not. but um, it's cute. The horses are so cute. I live on 30 acres. I go riding. So, yeah, I can't believe you haven't been there yet. I know. I'm coming this weekend. Brian's also coming on tour with me. You have a lot of exciting things in the pipeline. You're coming on tour with me for the foreseeable future. <laughs> got a new horse you're just living your best life and you're in this there's even some bigger things to come hopefully this year yes yes to, to be continued to be continued so con- good luck on your lawsuit the toasters are rooting <laughs> for you because you are fighting for the man and we are the man and we appreciate you and we love you and i love when you come on the toast and i just could talk to you for literally two hours well i'm so excited to see you in dc yes. parks casino i think i'll be in la san francisco yes. actually we're also doing a texas week in austin dallas <laughs> we're doing all i'm not okay we're n- we are not okay collectively claudia what is it like it, traveling with me there's nothing better. <laughs> I have to tell you, there is nothing better. You want to know why? Because I think before I ever traveled with you, I had such a low threshold for like patience. And like <laughs> when the plane was delayed five minutes, I would roll my eyes so hard. I thought they wouldn't come back to the front of my head. Like I was just so inconvenienced by every minor thing. But you travel so much. You you just roll with everything. And you really kind of relaxed me as a traveler. You're like, 
not that big of a deal. Like, we'll be out of here in 10 minutes. And you get cool souvenirs like your rash. Yeah. Which, oh, by the way, yes. is better. Thank you. How do you think it looks? Oh, it's much better. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah Brian was there through the whole journey on the rash. It, I we're on our way down. Wow, it looks it, way better. It's way better. It's okay. remarkably better. You were there. Like, I was I don't think it. you're going to be able to charge for meet and greets with your rash. Yeah, I we thought Claudia thinking. should actually, as a new revenue stream, like, you could take a picture with, with her the rash. Because it's not contagious, I think. I love you, Brianna. Love you. Thank you so much for coming. Everyone, follow Brian on Instagram, keeping up with all of his drama with American at Airlines. At Brian Kelly. At Brian Kelly, and also just his stunning horse farm. I love you. You guys have a great day. This was our last show of the week. I can't wait to see you guys in D.C. and Philly on tour. Brian will be there. It's going to be so much fun, and we'll Explosive. be back. Explosive. We'll be back on The Toast on Monday. Have an amazing weekend. I love you, and we'll see you Monday. Bye.